probably won't hear this word spoken today, this week, or maybe even this month. Soliloquy. And it's a funny word to say, isn't it? Soliloquy. But you will hear a soliloquy today. And you'll also speak a soliloquy today. Uh, your soliloquy is an expression of what is happening in your inner world. Now, um, often if you go to a, a, like a drama or a play, you will see the, the, the actor step aside and they will say such and such and such and such. And you know that they're actually just, it's their inner dialogue of what what's going on in the world. But uh, to this, to me, the word soliloquy sounds kind of musical, doesn't it? Something to be sung. Sounds uh, kind of sad. It's a maybe it's a sad song. Um, of course, it's one of those uh, fancy words that uh, no one ever says, but it has a special kind of an appeal or allurement. A soliloquy, and I found this definition, comes from the late Latin soliloquium. Fancy that. <laughs> A talking to oneself from the latest solace alone uh, and loquai to speak. It's a story, it's a narrative, an internal dialogue of words that have been rehearsed to operatic perfection and then they sort of dribble out as an overflow of the heart. It could be uh, muttering to yourself when no one is listening. A rehearsing of long-held beliefs over and over again. What's your soliloquy? I wonder what, what your over, you know, things you say to yourself over and over again. Listen to your self-talk, internal self-talk. Listen to the words that might slip out over the tongue and into the world. What are the words or the story or the drama of the soul that expresses itself? As part of my daily habit, my daily exercises of rewiring the brain, I listen to Bible verses before I enter the day. And the other day, when I was about to write this post, it was Psalm 1. And if you come over to the website, or if you go into the show notes, you'll find a link uh, to um, the daily lexio that I listen to. So Psalm 1, let's, let's read it. Uh, Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor stand sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Psalm 1. I was drawn, when I was listening to this Alexia, to the words, Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. There is a kind of a delight, a meditation, a full 24 hours of soaking and meditating on God's breath formed into words. I dug a little deeper, and this word meditate in Hebrews, Hebrew is the word hagar, which means to declare, devise, growl, make a sound, meditate, um, moan, moan sadly, mutter, ponder, and utter. 
And, and what I hear is something of a real deep utterance to the depth of a moan from somewhere in the soul. It's a meditation of profound depth that speaks to the core of one's existence. It's to soliloquize, meditate, muse. And in the passage, I've got lots of, um, in the website, I've got lots of references for other um, meditation uh, references. But what is your meditation? What are you going over and over again? again? That soliloquy of self-talk. You know, all the time, the words are rehearsed for expression of the daily musical. Deep, deep words. They have become so routine in your daily expression that not having them would surprise you. And often these words, these are words that mostly are negative in style. Words that have kept you safe in the past but don't actually help you. Perhaps those, perhaps these words were spoken over you as a child. Seeds were sown into the soft plasticity of the brain cell of the child and the words were accepted as truth. Now they are like rutted paths that influence you and those you interact with. As I read Psalm 1, I imagine the writer sitting under some beautiful draping trees next to a quiet trickling stream that never dries up, even in the driest of summers. They have, in a sense, quietened themselves and are focusing on the water, the wind, the soil, the trees rustling, and that maybe even a bird song. And out of this repose, out of this sitting, comes Psalm 1. And it's a new song. As much as this blog or vlog that you're watching is a new um, writing, a new sharing. But it's not you. It's more of a connection to the Ancient of Days and the song that began in Genesis 1 and continues to form everything. And you see, I want to sing uh, a new song into my thinking. I want my soliloquy to be connected to the Ancient of Days. I have three new but ancient old lines that I rehearse into my brain circuitry every day. I am loved, I am held, and I am known. I want these three uh, concepts to expel the old soliloquy of I am unloved and unlovable, I am a leper and no one wants to hold me, I'm unknown and no one wants to know me. It's a song that I need to sing both day and night, over and over again. It's a foreign song because the words seem so opposed to all the training I've put my brain through. Something within my brain's wiring says, no, this isn't true. But I'm alone, but I alone am responsible for my brain's wiring. And I'll make it submit to the truth. So I sing this new song into the brain. I sing truth into my thinking day and night, that I am loved, held, and I am known. And out of this, this music comes faith, hope, and love. I start to see newness in my life. And as with my psalmist, the psalmist of the story, I start to see fruit form. You know, <laughs> it's spring here in uh, Auckland, New Zealand, and I'm starting to see flowers come out on the plum trees. And I know that in about five months' time, I'll be eating those plums. <laughs> and there's peach trees. They're going to start flowering soon. And I love a good juicy peach on a hot summer's day under a beautiful tree next to a flowing stream. That is heaven to me. And the leaves on the psalmist tree, they don't wither. They don't curl up in the heat. 
and said they are vibrant and alive and sing in the breeze. There is a prosperity of the soul. I'm, I'm rich with presence and fullness flows out of me. It's the law. I am loved. I am held. I am known. And this is what you need to meditate on day and night. Here's some quotes. Folded arms toil. Clasped hands work. A fixed gaze, a gaze fixed on heaven is a work. Victor Hugo. The key to growing any psychological resource, including compassion, is to have repeated experiences of it that get turned into lasting changes in neural structure or function. Rick Hansen. It is in deep solitude that's in silence that I find the gentleness within me with, with which I can truly love my brother and sister. Thomas Merton. Real silence, real stillness, really holding one's tongue comes only as the sober of as the sober consequence of spiritual stillness. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Questions. In all truth, what words do you meditate on day or night? Two, how do these words shape your life and influence your relationships? And three, I'm loved, I'm held, and I'm known. Which of these sparks a need in you and why? I hope you found this helpful and I just so look forward to um, hearing some emails from you. I get emails every week from people who listen to this and um, it's such a privilege to speak to people. And just a little shout out to one of my listeners. Hi Rowena, good to have you on the team. Okay, thanks and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.